the college football experience, LSU Tigers, 2023 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by circus sports. Yes. Circus sports is back with their circus survivor and circa millions contest. $14 million are up for grabs. Get all the details at circusports.com. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey, this is Eric Metcalf. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. For 2023, I'm excited to talk a little bit about. Uh, well, thank you, thank you. Well, this is a great way to get started, and I haven't even won all my games yet. It's a great <laughs> night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family, and we are so excited to be in the great state of Louisiana. But more importantly. And more importantly, give me another glass of that iced tea, that sweet tea. Uh, look, yeah, I was this is one of my locks on the over a season ago, and uh, you know this easy peasy. Uh, and then, you know, you got Brian Kelly. He did not win all of his games, unfortunately. Uh, he said he haven't won all of his games yet. Uh, well, I mean, you won some. You got to the SEC championship, but we're gonna talk all about it. Perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dad, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Uh, would have killed a normal man, but uh, now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I'm excited to talk LSU. I've been down to Baton Rouge. Awesome fan experience. They do college football right in Baton Rouge. Yeah. I am joined by my co-host. Hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating sideline kiss, stealing, wheeling and dealing Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Let's get it going, buddy. All right, buddy. Let's talk. Let's talk about this team. We're talking about seven time national champions in my eyes. Seven. I don't know what they're claiming, but they're seven undefeated. They're seven seasons. They deserve to be national champions. Well, three that have been recognized by the rest of the world in the last, what, 20 years? Probably yeah. less than that. Yeah. Last 18 years or so. Sure. Sure. Uh, even, uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Uh, and we're also joined by third man in the booth. He is back from conquering the Eastern shore of Maryland. Probably smelling like crab cakes and, uh, uh, what's Old the, Bay. Old Bay. There we go. That's what I was looking for. I almost said to, I almost said Tabasco. Uh, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, Tobacco Road living the free lot giving. Former, former Hunter Basketball League MVP. Give it up and see Nick in the place to be. There we go. Now, isn't Tabasco like uh, New Orleans? Yeah, Louisiana. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it was my fuck up. I, I trust me. I know it's old. Bay. That reminds yeah. me of like the old commercial with the uh, El Paso, like uh, my folks in San New Antonio, New York New City. New York yeah. City. That's what the people in Maryland are saying when you say Tabasco. <laughs> Louisiana, yeah. or whatever they would. That's say. what Jaden Daniels says when when uh, he's got to go get the, his Heisman. New York City. Yeah. Uh, but here we are, folks, uh, talking Brad Kelly and his family. Uh, as he can, you know, first year in Baton Rouge goes 10 and four and uh, look very close to, uh, to, to 
you know, uh, the blocked extra point. So a one point loss in the FSU game. Uh, now he did have a one point win against Alabama, but uh, you know, they were, they were close to being uh, the only game. Like they truly got their ass whooped in. Well, I, I guess you could say maybe the A and M game, but Tennessee was the one and that one just right from the start. And then obviously the SEC championship game against the Georgia Bulldogs. What do you make of a uh, year one of the BK era? Patty C. Uh, interesting, you know, full of surprises ahead of schedule, but buddy. impressive. The, well, the win total was seven a year ago. That was a fucking slam dunk lock by your boy Dundee. And I think, <laughs> I, you, think I was on that lock yeah, as well. You locked it up too. What'd you make a year one I, of, of old, uh, I mean, BK? It was a smashing success, man. 10 games. The, 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 the two previous years, they combined for 11 wins and they win 10 in year one. They win the sec West in year one. They beat Alabama in year one. I mean, it wasn't all sunshine and roses. They had some pretty ugly wins. Isn't it su- uh, sunshine and rainbows or is it sunshine and roses? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Same You're probably right. But okay. uh, they don't do rainbows down in Louisiana, Colby <laughs> sunshine and roses. It is sunshine and sugar. Yeah. <laughs> You start to sound like Brian Kelly again, huh? All right. Give like, me I mean, some sugar, a, darling. Uh, it was a up? really bad home loss to Tennessee, forty to thirteen. There was obviously the SEC championship game where they weren't competitive. Uh, I mean, come on, against Georgia, you know. Uh, there was a the, the bad loss on the road by fifteen at at A and M too. So yeah, as good was as they a were, four win A and M team at the time. Yeah. So I mean, the final game a, of the season. And even you could poke holes at that, that they just barely beat Arkansas on the road, 13 to 10. Oh, but that like game overall, was hilarious. What were their yeah. impressive, most impressive regular season wins? Alabama. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That was impressive. Yeah. But get, aside from that, uh, they beat Ole Miss by 25 to beat Florida yeah. by I mean, 10. Ole Miss, Ole, Ole Miss was eight and five. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. Good one. Well, in the, the way you won too. Yeah. They smacked them. Uh, even now, the, the bowl game, you can't say much about the bowl game. Purdue 63 to seven, but I don't think, I think everybody sat yeah. out for Purdue. Yeah. And the coach no, the Mississippi gone. state, the Mississippi state won what eight or nine games oh, yeah. last year. And they, yeah. they won by 15. Mississippi so, State was yeah. nine and four. Wow, that's what I'm saying. I was asleep at the wheel for that one. Yeah, you've been asleep, right. you've been asleep a lot of your life, buddy. Right? <laughs> Wait, he won the SEC West in year one. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit of a down SEC West right now, but uh, the floor is higher in the SEC down? West, but the ceiling is lower. Yes, it's yeah. deeper. Yeah, but well, you know. Alabama was not as good as previous years. That's the only well thing you can really say. About you that. could argue that <laughs> that's Auburn going, wasn't as good. The Bryce Young and yeah. Will Anderson aren't aren't coming back this year, guys. And let's get into it. But before we get into it, we're going to talk. And by the way, we're going to talk offense, defense, special teams heading into t- 2023. Uh, and we'll talk transfer portal, which currently LSU, according to 24 seven sports, just jumped past Colorado and, and, and prime time with some big gets at number wow. one in the nation. Uh, but I want to tell you folks out there that the LSU Tigers, we Tigers, uh, 2023 season preview episode. It's brought to you by circus sports. Yes. Circa millions and circuit survivor are back. $14 million are up for grabs. All right. And circa millions, you get five NFL picks ATS each and every week. Uh, may the winner take all, and then Circus Survivor just pick a different money line winner each and every week. You can't pick the same team twice. Uh, enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast crew will be out there last weekend in August. So if you're in the area, come say what's up. Uh, CircusSports.com for all the details. Once again, CircusSports.com. What would you do with 14 million smackaroos? Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like I'd be investing heavily into some football. Um, but uh, yeah, circusports.com for all those details. All right, we are back on the college football experience. LSU Tigers 2023 season preview episode. And you know, we start this thing off if you're listening to our previews, by the way, which if you're a first time listener, we break down all 133 teams. Oh, uh, the solo podcast for each and every team in the land. We've been doing this shit for years, so check us out. We host the College Football Experience Podcast and the FCS College Football Experience Podcast, as well as the College Basketball Experience, the College Baseball Experience, and brand new to the feed is the Big Twelve College Experience. So check out all those. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. So subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, let's talk about what left the great state of Louisiana before we talk about what uh, you know has been gained. Defensive lineman Kells Bush is in the portal. Safety Michael Daugherty, uh, no relation to Brad Patty C. Uh, he is in the portal. 
Uh, linebacker Xavier Carter heads out to UNLV in Vegas. Uh, offensive lineman Cardell Thomas. And by the way, Carter was a four star transfer. UNLV got wow. Uh, Cardell Thomas is in the portal. Walker Howard, son of Jay Howard, former LSU quarterback. This was a big one. Four star heads out to Ole Miss. And I know a lot of people want to talk about how LSU has the best quarterback room in America. Uh, well, Walker Howard leaving pretty good indication that that that's probably accurate. Well, Malik neighbors, who's was also uh, one of the leading wide receivers had a quarterback rating of four seventy five, two two completions for a touchdown. So Woo. when that's, it's when deep. that's coming off the, uh, deep. off the sideline, yeah. Uh, Might be time to transfer. Cornerback Ralph Walker heads out to Southeast Louisiana with the Lions. Uh, linebacker Demario Tolan, so a four-star high school recruit. Now he had transferred to Auburn, but I saw today, uh, ironically, that he is not listed on Auburn's roster. I think he might have got kicked off the team. So who the hell knows where he's at? Cornerback uh, Jalen Davis Robinson heads out to SMU with the Mustangs, getting that money. Offensive lineman Xavier Hill to the Memphis Tigers off to tackle Marcus Dumerville to the Maryland Terrapins running back Derek Davis jr. To Pat Narduzzi and Pitt off to tackle Cameron wire to, to Tulane linebacker, Colby fields to a uh, lot tech tight end Cole Taylor. I know Cole, he's going to go to West Virginia. Cause that's where he's going. Defensive end Desmond little is in the portal. Cornerback Ray Darius Jones is now at Mississippi State. Fucking disgusting. That's a disgusting <laughs> transfer. Cornerback uh, Demarius McGee headed out to Kansas, the Jayhawks with Lance Leipel. Tight end Jack Besh, who was a stud. Remember him? He is tra- he transferred to TCU. It's a great get for the Horn Frogs. Um, and then you have uh, linebacker Antoine Sampa is in the portal. And uh, you also got linebacker Philip Webb to Jackson State. That's what they lost. That's a lot, but what they gained. Let's get to it because safety Andre Sam from the Tulane Green Wave is is now a Tiger. Moving on up, I guess. Four-star running back Logan Diggs from Notre Dame transfers to LSU. Four-star transfer. Um, Brian Kelly still has some ties there. Apparently. Still got those ties. Offensive tackle Mason Lunsford. Who uh, this was a big get for them comes over from Maryland. I know he started at Maryland, so they're happy there with that. Uh, then uh, Oregon State's best defensive player, perhaps from a season ago, linebacker Omar Spates transfers in from from Oregon State to LSU. That was a good defense they had there too. Yeah, uh, defensive end Ovi Aghufo from the Texas Longhorns transfers in. Cornerback uh, J.K. Johnson from Ohio State transfers in. Defensive lineman Jordan Jefferson from West Virginia, and this guy was probably their best defensive lineman. He goes to LSU. Safety Deuce Chestnut, uh, I'm sorry, corner Deuce, uh, cornerback Deuce Chestnut, who was a stud for Syracuse, transfers into LSU. Penciled as a starter. Yeah. Uh, Alabama wide receiver Aaron Anderson transfers to LSU. Disgusting. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, Florida defensive lineman Jalen Lee transfers in. To LSU, disgusting, and uh, Denver Harris at the cornerback spot, uh, five-star transfer from Texas A&M, goes to LSU. Then Arizona's best defensive lineman, probably their best defensive player, Paris Shand, <laughs> transfers in to LSU. This is like the uh, what is it, the Las Vegas Golden Knights? Uh, their 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 expansion team. They just get the best player from yeah, all, every other yeah. team in the in the league. <laughs> Defensive end Braden Swinson from Oregon transfers into LSU, uh, and I believe that is everybody. But good lord, did they load up on a lot of best players from other teams? One more guy, Zai Alexander, the cornerback from South Southeastern Louisiana, also penciled That's true. in as a potential That's starter. True. Did we I say mean, uh, Bramblet the punter? No, no. Yeah. I just ran out of names. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Bramblet also like, uh, catch uh, your breath over there. Right. Yeah, Notre Dame guy that uh, Brian Kelly was able to. I snag. mean, they really won the portal. They crushed it, man. Yeah. All, almost everybody they lost was a reserve, and you know Beck had Beck was solid for him, but he lost the job to the other tight end. That that quarterback was Walker Howard was third string basically. Yeah, and I, they loaded up big time, especially in areas of need too. Well, yeah, and that's where I feel like, like they 
kind of have like a championship roster. I think like they're, they're, they could, they could go far this year. We'll see that you said they were what, what in the number portal? one, number ranked, one. Yeah. They just surpassed Colorado by getting that two lane safety. Um, I'd, say it's, it. <laughs> I'd say so, it's a win. I'd say it's a win. So uh, looking at the offense, they were 23rd in scoring offense a year ago, 40th in what's up real quick. Uh, as far as the draft is concerned, they didn't like get rated like they typically would uh, either. I mean, they're usually got a number of uh, first round. What heck in 2020, they had five first round draft picks, 21. They had a first rounder, 22. They had a first rounder 23 this year, only a second rounder, then a couple fourth rounders and uh, like et cetera. But it's not like they're losing absolute studs to the draft. So well, no, I mean, they bring yeah. back 15 starters and then include all those guys that got in the portal. And yeah, you have yeah. a loaded roster. Yeah. Uh, 23rd in scoring offense season ago, 40th in rush offense, 29th in pass offense, charting at 28th overall for Mike Dem. What is it? Denbrock? Denbrook? Um, guys, this offense is going to be fire again. You know why? Because Jalen or Jaden Daniels and Keep an eye out on Doug Nussemeyer's son, Garrett Nussemeyer. I'm hearing both of these guys are just complete studs. That's why Walker Howard transferred, and he's a legacy in, in Baton Rouge. Well, you know, Jay Howard started for LSU, and the situation was that Nussmeyer and Daniels are so good that he's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So th- this is speculated as like the best quarterback room in America, right? I now. mean, there's no competition for that spot though. Right. That's that's Daniel. No, I think it's, a, I think it's actual competition from what I understand. Like this is actually close. How much is Kelly? If you guys can recall off the top of your head done he, that. Oh, he's always played two QBs. Has he? I feel like always he, he always will, 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 will shake it up. He'll shake you know it what up. I mean? yeah, like I think you're right. I feel like he, he tends to, to like the mobile quarterback though. Uh, I think some of his better Tommy seasons Reese. were with the modal quarterback. I was about to say Tommy Reese was not, Notre Dame quarterbacks were not. I mean, I, I guess mean, Golson was super yeah. mobile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he's 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 able to win with both. Um, maybe he prefers the mobile quarterback a little bit. Tony but, Pike but, at but Cincinnati. Here's what was he might want to do. He might yeah. want to start Jaden Daniels and hope that he can redshirt, or if maybe he redshirted us. I don't even know with four games. Uh, I just feel like this quarterback room is fantastic. And from what I understand, Nussmeyer is like a fucking stud. So like, I'm like, I'm heard, I've heard like NFL's already all over him. So well, Jaden Daniels is a fifth year senior. I mean, yeah, he's not the but most technically he's actually a, a fifth year junior. You know this, right? Because of the COVID <laughs> he can really? come back next year. Technically. Yeah. Well, fucking that's crazy. Insane. Yeah. He's been around college football for a long time. Obviously the Arizona state transfer and the guy's just a, a dynamic playmaker, especially with his legs. Passing isn't really his forte. I mean, he's, he had a couple of games where he was over 300. He also had some kind of ugly games like that Arkansas game, which was kind of surprising because Arkansas secondary was awful last year. But I mean, I think you had to think it's Jaden Daniels. Yeah. I mean, I I would give it. Yeah, I think it's going to be Jaden Daniels. But throughout most of his career, he's been his touchdown interception ratio has been phenomenal. Career wise, forty nine to sixteen. Yeah, and last year seventeen to three. So at least he doesn't like turn the ball over tons. Yeah, yeah, and he's only getting better. I mean, I I I mean, what's great is even if he gets dinged up, to have that depth is huge. And then yeah, the running back spot, Logan Diggs, Pennsylvania, but they also have Josh Williams. And Noah Kane, the Penn State transfer from the year prior. Um, the running back room looks really loaded. Top three rushers back. Yeah. Uh the the receivers, now they did take a hit, but uh Malik Neighbors is back, and then you bring in Brian Thomas and Kyron Lacey. Um Mason Taylor's back. Ma- yeah, Mason Taylor at the tight end spot. He's a stud. Um yeah, I mean, then, they lose Kayshawn Boutte, but uh, you know, Boutte, as as good as he looked as a freshman, like we thought he was gonna be the next big thing at wide receiver. He was kind of a malcontent last year. I don't know, maybe a little bit of a distraction. So I don't think they're going to miss him at all. And you look at uh, Malik neighbors. He came on the second half of the year, second I mean, look team, at, all sec a year ago. Uh, it just expected yeah. huge numbers. Like, okay. So last four games, he averaged seven catches for a 122 yards per game. So expect a, a, a very nice season for neighbors. And he might as well, he might be a first round draft pick next year. Yeah, and they bring back uh, four or five on the offensive line. I mean, this is this it's team a loaded is loaded offense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the loaded. running back position doesn't stand out as insanely excellent. 
You know. I mean, Diggs ran for over 800 last year when he was splitting duties at, at Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. Uh, had a big game against Clemson running for over a hundred yards. So yeah, it's okay, going to be kind nice of a committee addition. approach. Yeah. Uh, DFS wise, LSU's backfield has been pretty, you won't kind of want to avoid it ever since uh, Edwards Hilaire left. But uh, I think by committee, they'll be just fine. You just don't, you probably won't have that one big standout. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dude, they're loaded. And then you add in the defensive side of the ball. They're 11th in scoring defense a year ago, 37th in rush defense, 22nd in pass defense, charting at 46. There's room to grow there, but I actually think it was pretty good. Matt House, second year defensive coordinator. Uh, uh, I think this team is pretty loaded. Obviously, I think the big storyline from year one of the Matt House era was Harold Perkins. Have you guys seen this kid? I mean, that, remember that Arkansas game? He like single handedly won the game. I would say, you know, I haven't seen a defensive performance like short of Will Anderson. <laughs> Will him and Will Anderson, but I mean that was he like single-handedly won the game. One yeah. of the best players in all of college football. And he was just a freshman last year. He is back. Um on the defensive Ma- Mason Taylor is back after tearing his, his uh, ACL last year. That's going to be huge because I think he tore it pretty early in the year. He might be the best defense lineman in the, in the country. Mason Mason Smith, you mean, right? I'm sorry, Mason yeah, Taylor's the yeah, tight end. Mason yeah, Smith. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking at that uh, Arkansas game. Three sacks, two forced fumbles, eight tackles, a pass defended. That's what I'm saying. He he might you can make a case that he could be like the most impactful play, defensive player in college football right now. Harold Perkins. Yeah, he was a freshman last year. Moving from the edge yeah. to the inside. That's interesting to me. That yeah. is very interesting to me. But uh, you know, I'm sure they'll figure something out there. He just looks like like a fucking stud. Um the defensive line though does bring back, you know, if if you count Smith as a starter, even though I know he was injured all year, but uh two of three, actually three of four. Um, and then the linebacking court, everyone's back. And then you add in Omar Spates. That's a top five linebacker group in the country. This team is loaded. The, the, then you look at the secondary, and they got uh Chestnut coming in from Syracuse, Pennsylvania. I guess I that guess this would be your biggest question mark, but come on, LSU always produces. They got Greg Brooks coming back. Um, so they're going to be counting on what Zai Alexander coming in and, and major, uh, major burns. Is that, is, is that, is that his name? Yeah. Well, I, well, mean, I mean, well, so Zai Alexander was a top 25 portal guy. JK Johnson was top 50 deuce. Chestnut was very good. Uh, the guy that coming over from um, Denver Harris, Denver, Denver Harris. Harris. I mean, they're loaded. Yeah, it's a lot of new this faces, team could win the national championship. Yeah. Uh, their kicker and punter are both back from a year ago. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. No, their punter's not, but he was a starter at Notre Dame. So you've, my point is, is that they're, they, they have, they have guys that have started all over this fucking roster. And if you uh, poke holes, if, if you want to poke holes at last year, the, the two things where they kind of struggled, they were second worst in the sec and sacks allowed. I think, I think the offensive line is going to be better this year. Uh, you know, having that experience returning and the portal additions, and then the defense kind of fell off towards the end of the season. The last six, uh, last seven SEC games, they gave up 31 uh, points or more each game. But I think again with the portal additions, getting Mason Smith back, you know, I think uh, basically they did. Kelly did what he could with his his the roster he pretty much inherited yeah. last year. Top 40 and, defense man. at the end of the day, yeah. yeah, and and you know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, I just feel like this roster is loaded. You're playing national championship level teams every few weeks. And I guess they weren't really, I was about I to mean, say, I was like, who just uh, Alabama, Georgia, yeah, Tennessee they didn't, they didn't play Georgia until the SEC championship. Yeah, so I don't know if that's yeah. counted in the stats there, but, um, but uh, I mean, this team, I'm, I can understand why the hype is real here because you know, I'm actually, we're going to get to this in a second, but I'm actually pretty surprised at, at, at the number. So uh, Nick, what do you, you, you think this is a, a, I mean, I think they should be favored to win the SEC West. Personally, they're legit. They won it last yeah. year, and the team yeah. is only better and older and in year two of a system. So, uh, and yes, then Alabama probably, doesn't have their Heisman quarterback. Well, I was about to say you can make a case that Jane Daniels is the best quarterback in the whole SEC. Yeah, sure. I, I, I guess the only thing case. I mean, the only thing you could say is that in the SEC West, obviously, it's going to come down to LSU and Alabama, and this year the game is in Tuscaloosa. But they've had decent success yeah. winning in Tuscaloosa. Hasn't, hasn't yeah. been much of a difference yeah. maker, I feel like. Uh, so, 
Well, we're gonna talk. We're gonna go game by game on the schedule and talk about the LSU Tigers. We Tigers. But uh, before we do that, uh, I want to tell you we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Best Ball Mania is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props, folks. And and we've been with Underdog for a few years. When college football comes rolling around. When the season kicks, they're going to have awesome college football props because they always do. There's so many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog's available in so many different states. Head on over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Once again, that's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, we are back. And if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Shout out to Cam Kerr, our graphics guy. I mean, putting together this sweet graphic and the win total in the top right corner is nine and a half guys. I'm, I'm pretty shocked that that's nine and a half because on first thought, yeah, I think I'm going to lock up the over uh, on our, on our episode in August, because I, I love, you know, without diving into the schedule and going game by game, I love and the over here for sure. And to that point, when I looked last week, it was only minus one fifteen. So it wasn't like you were laying a ton of juice. It wasn't, you know, minus one forty or something. So at minus one fifteen at nine and a half, I love the over. Yeah, Patty C. I like it, but I am gonna say this. Uh this team was three and one in one score games last year. And so I would say the ball bounced their way a little bit. Uh, uh, a black extra point loss, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, beating Alabama in overtime True. on a two point conversion, I think those even out. And then Look, I don't think it was illegit that they beat but it was Auburn year by one four. of a brand new coach, brand new system, offensively, defensively. They're only going to be better. I agree. I think they're fine. I think I think the over is where I'm leaning. You know. Yeah. Let's hop in. Well, they're going to be favored in every game other than at Bama, and that might be like plus three or plus four. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, week one. Sunday, September third, in Orlando at the World Camping Outdoor Bowl, whatever the fuck <laughs> it's called, uh, Florida State. Uh, to, so I, I guess neutral site game, but sort of. Um, LSU, Florida State. If you listen to our Florida State preview, me and NC Nick had LSU, and I stand by that. Nick, are you still going with LSU? Yes, but I think I mean these teams are pretty similar because when we were doing or when we were reviewing the Florida State roster, we were pretty much saying the same thing that they're just loaded. I think this roster is way better. They got a bunch in the portal. I think LSU. I think LSU has a, a slightly better roster, and I think they have better coaching. and uh, And I think there's the revenge angle from last year. So yeah, I'm gonna go LSU. Yeah, Patty. See, you took Florida State. How are you feeling about that? I feel good, although a little less good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, LSU <laughs> is loaded. Um, they're loaded to the point where I do think they have a better roster and coaching wise. Yes, probably a little better. So, you know, on that, I shouldn't be confident in Florida state. You know, I just get this feeling. It's just what I have every year about Florida state. Florida state is, is a wave that is moving toward the shore and it is picking up steam, right? And LSU is in their territory and you guys think that that you guys think that they're going to travel well, but I guarantee to you, there's a reason Florida State's number three right now and LSU's number seven. It's because LSU's a fucking riptide, all right? They're gonna they're gonna grab FSU and yeah. throw them out in the ocean. I'm oh, snap. You've go. been at the beach too much. You've been in the eastern shore yeah. too much. Uh, <laughs> so I got him one to know. I don't NC know. This is a tough, tough game right there. Could this be a playoff preview? Could both these teams, based on how you, you, you want a hot take? LSU wins by double digits. <laughs> That's a hot take. Talk to me. Talk to me again. I have to deal with this nonsense Florida every state. year. <laughs> Look, Florida State can't count on playing a backup quarterback, and if they do, he's gonna light them up. It's the only team, you know. They get all their wins with the backup quarterbacks a year ago. Give me LSU all day. Um, week two, love this. Uh, love this on the schedule. Hugh Jackson and the Grambling. Uh, what are they? Tigers. We got a Tiger versus Tiger matchup here. This is a fun one. This is a fun one, uh, but uh, I will lay fifty nine in LSU. <laughs> give it, give uh, you know a lot of crap to um, LSU all you want, but I, I like this trend of playing the HBCU schools. Get them paid. It, what, what the government and their schools aren't willing, and the yeah. uh, whatever other schools aren't willing to pay them, their states. You yeah. know, get I don't mind paid. it in week two as much as like week fourteen. So yeah, yeah. 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 which they yeah. have there too, a group yeah. of five, at least yeah. not an FCS. But 
then they head to Starkville. I may, you know, I think this is a great spot because Zach Arnett is going is a first time coach. You know, this is a guy who's never been a head coach. So I think if you were to tell me you'd want to play at Starkville, I think you want to do it in September as opposed to October or November. So I love that. And I got LSU winning in Stark Vegas. I got them three and zero to start the season. Nick, what are you doing here in, in Stark Vegas? LSU is ten and one in Stark in Stark Vegas since two thousand. Only only Mike Leach got them once. Mike Leach ain't there anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, LSU wins. How do you see? Well, LSU or Mississippi State is hosting Southeast Louisiana and Arizona, so there's a chance they're two and zero coming in this. Meaning Starkville will be lit. The cowbells will be ringing. And uh, it's going to be a lit environment. Still, Please take Mississippi State. No, I'm not. Okay. But I think it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like Mississippi State is shook. I think they're going to be. They're going to be there for this game, and it's going to be a battle for several quarters. And then LSU will probably, you know, get ahead of them. Maybe not comfortably, but they'll mm. they'll, they'll win by what? What do you what put the, what do you put the point spread on that? At? I mean, I, Mississippi State is one of those mystery teams to me. You got Will Rogers, who played in the air raid in high school and co- and his first three years of college. And now he's going to be under center. They bring in Kevin Barbet at the OC from App State. I have Pretty no idea big. what to expect yeah. out of Mississippi State. I got um, LSU uh, 34 20. Yeah, I'll lay, four, I'll right. lay 14. Yeah. Um, then they are home to the Arkansas Razorbacks and Sam Pulled Pork Pittman, who got, had to be furious after losing that game a, a year ago because I feel like it, had they had KJ Jefferson, there was no way they would have lost that game. Um, but this is in Baton Rouge, and I give this one to LSU. Nick, exactly. Better team, better coach. They're at home. Well, I don't know about better coach. Probably though, but yeah, I, I think LSU is just head and shoulders above Arkansas right now. If it was at Arkansas, maybe there's yeah. a chance for an upset, but at home, I don't think so. I'm trying to get the stats loaded to previous games. It's uh, slow to load, but either way, oh, I mean Arkansas, one out well, of the last is, two. They beat the them in 2021. And it was ugly 13 10 game last year at Arkansas. Oh, no. So Arkansas had to play Malik Hornsby and he couldn't yeah. throw a pass. They didn't. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas actually probably should have won that game. But the hey. previous year, 16 13 Arkansas. So a close game. I think Arkansas is not going to get blown off the ball. They're a physical team. Uh, I'll, I'll lay 10. Brian, I'll, Brian Kelly, this team is more loaded. Arkansas loaded. lost their offensive coordinator, their defensive half. coordinator. Maybe seven, seven and a half. Um, yeah, so I got them sitting there at four and zero, and now they yeah. they head to Oxford, Mississippi, to take on Lane Train. You throw your clipper in the air as many times as you want, Lane, but you ain't getting that dub. I got LSU. I'm laying another eleven against Ole Miss. Nick, well, LSU has not been as successful in Oxford as they've been in, in Stark Vegas. They've only won two of the last five. But uh, I think they do win this one again. Again, I, I mean, look, they have the better quarterback. We keep on saying it, the better roster. I think LSU, I'm, I'm really high on LSU, and I think they handled this road trip. Patty C. Ole Miss coming off the body blow at Alabama. Um, I think that either way, win, win, and it's a letdown, losing, uh, yeah. losing a body blow. Yeah, they're going to lose this game. Uh, now I have my sneaky game here. This is it. <laughs> we got the stat with the back to back aways over the past few years. You know, past five years, I feel like I did that deep dive. I we got Georgia at Columbia last year. You're coming. This is the sneaky spot. Now, I I still think if you're Brian Kelly, it's October seventh. Shouldn't be that cold. If this was in November, you're saying, man, Missouri could get them. I still think it's a sneaky spot, but I got LSU winning. So, give me a, give me this one. I'll take the points in Mizzou, though. Nick, what are you doing here? I want to have LSU dropping this one actually. We saw last year Missouri at home is legit. They almost beat Georgia. Uh, this year they actually get it done and pull off an upset. LSU drops their first game of the year. Wow, that you see? Uh, it's a, a game they need to be worried about, but I got LSU winning this one. They should be considerably better than Missouri. Uh, then the Auburn Tigers come to LSU. Now these games are insane. These like the, to me, if we if we're gonna just brush over this as for sure win, I think we're making a mistake because Hugh Strip Club Freeze. I don't care if he's coaching from the hospital bed or the strip club. I think this this is gonna be a wacky game. Like this this one to me, especially coming off those back to back aways. And the, Auburn's coming off a bye coming into this game. Yeah, this is the one to me where I say like Okay, if you're gonna if you get give, give me an upset special like they they'll drop to to me between Missouri or Auburn or one other one I'm gonna call out uh they'll lose one I think 
right? So I'm going to say it's here, right? Then Auburn winners are two of the last three, by the way, including three years ago, the, uh, in 2020, the 48, 11 win. Uh, Who are you taking here? I'm taking LSU, but I think Auburn. So you still it, got him with one loss. I got him with one loss. Nick's got him with one loss. Yeah. And since I have LSU losing to Missouri, I, I think that refocuses them and they come back, back home and they take care of business versus Auburn. Sure. I think they take care of business the very next week when army comes to town. Remember Jeff Monk and an army running out of the, out of the shotgun offense. Absolutely fucking disgusting. And college football should be ashamed of themselves with this fucking rule change. They should. This game's going to be terrible. And uh, yes, LSU destroys army. And still I'm curious. Cause I imagine, I don't know if, I mean, obviously Chadwell does it out of pistol, but he runs a lot of option. There's no concepts. way that this game is going to be, I imagine Army's still yeah. going to be doing a lot of option concepts. A- anytime you're doing option concepts, if the team isn't prepared for it, then you are going to, you have to be careful. I think army makes this closer, but 17, Did, didn't army, point. didn't army travel down there a handful of seasons ago, but I think LSU whipped them. If I'm not mistaken with monk. I don't, that, I don't know. Right I know. Now. I know. I know. Tennessee paid a, uh, paid a nope, million dollars. Tennessee Last pa- time they played was 1931. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> T- Tennessee paid, paid army a million dollars not to play them a year ago. So it just, it just means more Patty C. But uh, wait, what was yeah. the, uh, is it Tigerland? The uh, LSU uh, that movie? Yeah. The yeah. coast guard and the army. This is the, the, this is our hype. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're trying there. It's not, we don't have the JFK bowl this year. So we, we got, got the Tigerland bowl. We got the Tigerland bowl. Here. Uh, okay. So we got a bye week and then they head into Alabama. Alabama has a bye week as well. Guys, I have LSU beating Alabama in Tuscaloosa. So I then move them to what? Eight and one, maybe even nine and no. What are you doing here, Patty C? I think they beat Alabama too. I think they're a much better team right now. Roster. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Are all three of us going to take LSU? I think most people looking at the schedule assume, assume Bama's going to get this one. But I, I think Brian Kelly, I think this is a message to Nick Saban. Yeah, uh, that he maybe he's not. Here, yeah, maybe he's not the best coach on the block he's like, anymore. I, I, no, he's like, I can go down to LA, to to SEC territory and load up the roster. I don't have to worry about grades like Notre Dame, <laughs> and I can do exactly what you've done and be better. What so, I love give me LSU as well. Is all the Notre Dame fans right, and everyone that ever hated on him, and it's he's an easy guy to hate on, right? But I just love that everyone on Twitter is kind of an asshole, and everyone that has ever hated him says gonna have to eat shit because Brian Kelly's succeeding. You know, maybe yeah. myself included a little bit. <laughs> Look, uh, you don't have to like the guy. There's a lot that's not likable about Brian Kelly, whether it's his fake accent, his weird dancing, the fact that he's the, left the guns, the guns, yeah, where he's yeah, like, or the Batusi, yeah, whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah. That the was. fact that his he's left his teams high and dry after good seasons to undefeated move on to the next seasons, kid. undefeated exactly. season. That was the There's worst. A lot yeah a lot not to like, but you cannot criticize his coaching chops because he's won wherever he's been. Yeah, well, you can because he hasn't won at the F- FBS level well, in major. I, I mean, I, Notre I, Dame has had how many big time bowl losses? Nick, under? I mean, Nick Saban never won at Michigan state to me. Like that's, that's true. the I guess difference. Those are comparable yeah. gigs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then they come home November 11th to take on the Florida Gators after the Bama game. Nope. I got Al. Uh, I got uh, LSU. I'll lay. I'll lay seventeen. Notre Dame's a better gig than Michigan State, by the way. It is, and it that's is, why he played in the national championship. Saban never. True. But there for it, like two is years, this so. a tricky spot? Refocus on the schedule. If they yeah. if they do beat Alabama, is this a tricky spot at home against a rival Florida team? I don't think so. And I think this is hilarious. The schedule. Shout out Greg. Hey Brian Kelly and his family. Is 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 Greg Sankey in his family? Because. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to conclude the rest of the schedule here, but none of us are taking Florida. Right? I think you're 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 silly to no. think Florida is going to be the team they were last year, and they still only lost by ten. Granted, this no, I one, think they're going to be worse than last year. I mean, they don't have Anthony Richardson, <laughs> yeah. but they don't uh, have their whole offensive line went to the NFL. I don't care. Year two under any coach, you know, things tend to gel, and especially at a school with as much talent as Florida. If you can get that talented, Florida played some good football last year. They whooped no. the crap out of South Carolina right before they beat uh, Tennessee and Clemson the following two okay, weeks. That's one good game. Okay, yeah. they they were tied with or almost tied with Georgia at halftime. They lost to LSU, SEC West champion. 
by ten. Are you, are you quoting halftime stats? They beat Utah, who won the Pac-12. <laughs> you quoting halftime? How about stats? the final score? That's of the like Utah Colby saying a team yeah. had more yardage. You know, even they were they tied with Florida State, who's preseason number three with like two minutes left. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we know I'm not. They got I think Florida in, State's not very look, good. Look, you are yeah. sleeping on Florida. It's plain and simple. You're sleeping on Florida. Didn't you okay. take the under on Florida? Uh, well, I'm just saying it. <laughs> it's not a game you you can forget about. Maybe they lose because the competition's tough. But I don't think well, it's going to be close. I'm going to build my case in a second. But the following okay. game, Georgia State comes to town out of the Sun Belt. NC Nick, our Sun Belt specialist, uh, says Georgia State's a live dog. Hey, they they well, they, they almost beat Auburn, almost beat South Carolina. They they've you know won at Tennessee. They won at Tennessee. What in eighteen? Go. Something like that. There you go. But, yeah. uh, Put them in the yeah, SEC. They're, they're not going in. And then LSU and winning. No. Yeah, and then you have the A and M game. Which A and M beat him a year ago, but it's in Baton yeah. Rouge this year. It's tricky game, man. This well, well, let me build two cases here. First off, is Greg Sankey part of Brian Kelly's family because they only have one away game after October seventh? What the fuck is that? Five <laughs> of the last six games are at home. They say who's got the most stacked roster in the SEC Dude, this year? They're getting that the- is, uh, that's <laughs> what that's that's seven weeks of football, and they only leave once. Only four road trips on the whole year because I'm not counting Florida State in Orlando. It's a road trip because LSU fans will travel and pack that house also. Yeah. Well, and if Florida State was in a neutral site game in uh, New Orleans last year, then this has to be treated like a neutral site game this that's year. That's right. Well, but like I mean, any yeah. schedule in the SEC West is is tough. Hang on, hang on. Hear me out here. First off, they draw Missouri from the other side of it, and so having Missouri and Florida, I think you could actually make a case short of Vanderbilt. Those are the the, the other two that you would want. And this Mississippi year. State. No, but Mississippi State's in the West. Oh, in the West. Yeah, okay, yeah. So then, to me, you look at their final three games. There's a high chance they get interim coaches in all three games, right? There's already Florida talk already. I mean. Uh, Florida fired Dan Mullen. He made the SEC championship the year before. <laughs> so if the wheels are falling off, I could a hundred percent see Florida fire before Billy the end of two years. Man, that would be that would be tough. And and I would actually say Sean Elliott at Georgia State. There's a strong chance he's not there. Uh, and Jimbo Fisher. There's like a ninety five percent chance that that he's not the coach there. This is a great schedule I because you're November. I think going to have a decent year. I mean, that's crazy yeah. to say ninety five percent chance. I mean, maybe a Fifty percent chance, dude. I think A and M has to like if he's at seven wins there. I still think he's fired. Hmm. I think uh, Petrino has proven to be a far more dynamic offensive mind than Fisher has. But I mean, Fisher had a great offense, but he was also playing against the ACC. True, but how much is Fisher going to let him be the OC? It's a good question. You know what I mean? Like this is something he's had problems with his whole career. Is it? So yeah, Jimbo Fisher has. He he doesn't let the OC take over. Yeah. So uh, the question is either, either way, there's a decent shot because I think if, if a and M goes seven and five, I think even eight and four, he might be fired. So it's a very manageable schedule for being in the SEC West. I agree. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. We all have them at eleven and one here. Yeah, eleven and one. I even think there's a decent shot for twelve and zero. Smash that over. Yeah. Yeah. I, this, uh, now this the is question. What, the question is game thirteen, the rematch against Georgia well, in the SEC championship game. Well, the question is: is if they're eleven and one and lose to Georgia, do they still get in with two losses? Nah. Depends on what on you know on the rest of college. What football. else happens out there? Yeah, but and it depends who their losses too. Like if it's to Bama, sure, maybe you know. Yeah, yeah. But either way, I love this over, guys. Um, Patty C, you're on the. You, you I like, like it. I like it a lot. And I Nick, love it. I, yeah, this is lock worthy. I think. Yep, uh, folks. All right. Well, look, we're all on the over. And uh, before we get out of here. I got a chance to sit down with college football campus tour, AKA Michael Barker, who you should be following on Twitter because he does awesome work uh, to talk about his experiences to uh, look. And I've been to this stadium. The stadium's awesome. I got a chance to, I had field passes to, to a Mississippi stadium. It was fantastic. But this, this is, this is a great, just Google image of the stadium. It's fucking perfect. Anyway, here is uh here is Michael Barker in that interview. Joining me on the college football experience, LSU Tigers 2023 season preview episode is none other than Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour, which you should be following on Twitter at CFB campus tour, because trust me, LSU fans, if you're listening to this, 
You love college football. Well, guess who loves college football too? Michael Barker. He this guy goes to five, six, seven games a week. He documents it all on his Twitter page. You gotta check it out. Michael, how you doing, man? And welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, this is a top five personal favorite Tiger Stadium, so I'm I'm very excited to get into the history and experiences at Tiger Stadium. I've been to the stadium as well. Easily one of my favorites, if not my favorite in college football. Super, super awesome experience. The fans are fantastic. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear about the history of it and, and your experiences, man. So tell me about the history of Tiger Stadium. So I got a lot of facts for you. So just be ready. Uh, opened in 1924. So next year will be its 100th anniversary. Uh, the original capacity was 12,000. And it's expanded by, you know, eight, nine times now. It's 102,000 seat capacity. It's the third largest stadium in the SEC. It's the sixth largest stadium in college football, and it's the eighth largest stadium in the world. Um, also known as Death Valley, uh, it's consistently voted as one of the most difficult places to play. Uh, it has a real, gra uh, real grass playing surface, and it has unique features like yard markers every five yards instead of every ten. And it has the H-style goalpost goal rather than the the one that we have currently in most stadiums, which is the Y. And then just a little personal antidote. My dad, he played for the University in Pacific and in, in California, and they played a money game at LSU back in the day. And they lost 35 to nothing, like a money game should go. But he told me he was a linebacker. He missed a tackle on one of the first plays. And he laid on the ground and the running back ran for a 65 yard touchdown. And he felt the whole entire ground and earth shake just on the ground with all the fans in tiger stadium, just going crazy. So um, firsthand family experience, and then also trips to Baton Rouge as well. Yeah. That sounds incredible by the way. And look, I got the opportunity once to, uh, I got, I got to be on the sideline and, and check out uh, LSU. And it was a, just an awesome experience. They were playing Mississippi state. Uh, I believe it was the Mullen era and it was just an awesome game. And the crowd was just a, a from tailgating to going in there and getting the college experience as we call it, you know, and getting on the field and just hearing everyone, the passion and everything was fantastic. It's everything that's great about college football, in my opinion. And uh, so, so uh, what games did you go to? So the, the highlight game I went to was in 2018 and they played number two, Georgia, and they beat them 36, 16. And we rushed the field, which was awesome to be able to do that at an SEC stadium. And what was interesting about that game is 2018 Joe Burrow was not 2019 Joe Burrow. And we didn't know what he was going to be. But in that game, he was 15 of 30, threw for 200 yards. Uh, but what was interesting is he ran the ball 13 times for 63 yards and two touchdowns. And it was a different look. The, the team ran for 275 yards in the game. So Georgia is not usually giving up 275. It was a, uh, a different type of LSU offense, but they just dominated uh, Georgia the entire time. And like I said, uh, they couldn't stop 100,000 fans wanting to rush the field. I always do two things when they rush the field. One is I try to run up and get a photo of everybody on the stadium and then try to run back down and be on the field as well. So uh, to get a game like that in my most recent trip to Tiger Stadium, I'm extremely thankful. And with all the FBS and FCS schools in Louisiana, it's a good candidate for a two for one. So uh, that was a day game. So we know that the night games have a little bit more of a mystique. So hopefully my next visit to tiger stadium will be a night game. Yeah, I highly recommend it, but it seems like you caught an awesome experience as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, love what's going on there. love the stadium. They are the epitome of college football or one of the, you know, to me, the, if I, if you, if you had to tell someone, you know, you got to get to a game that that's one of the ones that I think would come out first out of my mouth at least. So uh, folks check out tiger stadium. If you get the chance, folks check out Brian Kelly and his family. All right. And uh, folks subscribe to uh, the college football experience and remember to follow Michael Barker because his, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's how I became friends with them. Like uh, the algorithm on Twitter just somehow just uh, somehow I was looking at his work. And I was like, who the hell's running this page? It's fantastic. And he seems to be at every college football game that's ever on TV. All right. Uh, and he documents it all. It is a must follow folks at CFB campus tour. Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show and we tigers as coach. O once uh, said, man, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm 
anytime we could talk about a college football cathedral like Tiger Stadium, I'm extremely happy. So once again, thank you for having me on this platform. Amen, brother. Take care. Michael Barker uh, talking. Uh, look, Tiger Stadium. You guys got to get there, guys. I do. Pretty routinely uh, listed as the number one stadium in college football. Mm. Pretty, can, can we get that uh, SGP hookup like you got? <laughs> yeah. Not uh, exactly the easiest place to get to true. go into, and not exactly the cheapest place well, to buy a good ticket. Let yeah, alone it, field passes. It's only yeah. like forty-five minutes or an hour from New Orleans, so it's pretty sweet. Right. That's yeah, pretty right. sweet that you can go to New Orleans, get oh, yeah. completely mollywopped, and then get it go up to. Uh, <laughs> I've Baton done that Rouge. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, my brother, Ole Miss graduate, said he went there, got sh- shellacked, but there was an air of violence and absolute shit showery in the in the crowd. It sounds like an intimidating place to play. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's 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 really fantastic. Folks, we're all on the over with the LSU Tigers. Get yourself out to Tiger Stadium and get yourself over to your to your local casino or your book or your 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 guy in the alley and take the over on fucking LSU. Let's go. All right? Let's go. Uh subscribe to the college football experience cuz remember uh, you know, all of our podcasts are solo pod separate feeds. So the college football experience subscribe, please hop on over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Haven't gotten enough of those lately. You sandbag and SOBs. Let's go. All right. And then, uh, and then uh, also check out the FCS college football experience because yeah, we're talking the Southeast of Louisiana lions went to the, went to the FCS playoffs a year ago. Let's go. Let's go lions. Uh, also check out the college basketball experience. Yes, Will Wade is now at McNeese State. That still counts for LSU, right? <laughs> and uh, and and Matt McMahon is doing a good job. When college basketball tips off, I'll be here every single night of the season. And the college baseball experience with me, Noah Beanick. LSU is just fresh off a of natty, Patty C. Yeah, they got a little dynasty thing going Paul on. Paul Skeens just got drafted first in the in the draft by the Pirates. He's a pirate from one yellow Wasn't to another. The, uh, other dude, uh, the the outfielder that just went number two in the draft to the Nats. The LSU's just packing them, dude. Packing yeah, them. Let's go. Good baseball school. Check out all those podcasts. Check out the Big Twelve college experience as well, uh, folks. Uh, get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. You get access to all of our uh, podcasts, our, our interviews, our content, our picks, all this good stuff. Great articles that we have written about college football nonstop. So check out those. And also come talk college football with us. I think it's one of the best places in the world is the discord channel. All right. Sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. You can talk any type of, doesn't even matter the sport be a game of dominoes going on in a, in a new Orleans alley and they got you covered. All right, folks subscribe to the college football experience. And yes, let's get the hell out of here. All right. This is the LSU tigers, 2023 season preview episode. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. Run and shoot.